Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi there, ladies and gents, and welcome to the Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast. I'm Frank Flegg, the founder of the EPP, the place where we help our franchisees to make their annual returns from property on a monthly basis. Welcome to the second part of a pair of podcasts all about the four phases of developing and growing your property business. The two podcasts are audio taken from a series of YouTube videos I've been working on that deep dive on the four phases. If you haven't yet heard part one, it's worth going back to podcast episode 127. I cannot believe we've got 127 episodes now and taking a listen before you get into this show. We've already covered phase four, which was finishing your property business. We've already covered phase three, which was protecting it. And today... I'm going to be talking about how you can build your property business after you've already started it. So starting it is the first two, three, four properties, but then how do you scale your business from two, three, four properties up to 20, 30, 40 and beyond properties? Now, very few investors manage to do it. There are hundreds upon hundreds and thousands of investors that have got one, two, three buy-to-let properties but there are very few investors that have got 30, 40, 50 buy-to-let properties in their portfolios. And when I say buy-to-let, I'm talking about service combination and holiday lets. I'm talking about HMOs. I'm talking about commercial property. I'm talking about developments. I'm talking about single entities, etc. I'm just lobbing them all together and calling them buy-to-lets. So investment properties. So why? Why is it that there are so many that have got a few and so few that have got so many? Well, it comes down to the building phase and some people transition quite well. And I think, I do think that it's something that EPP does very well. I think we're especially effective at helping investors go from very little experience, sometimes even none, all the way through to portfolios that have 10, 20, 30 properties in them. And I've got a few tips for you on how you can do that building phase successfully. The first thing is if you've got something that's working in the startup phase, then continue to do that. Don't go off at a tangent. It's so hard to get one thing to work and we make so many mistakes whilst we're getting that one thing to work that it's really foolhardy to then say, right, I'm gonna now go and try this really shiny new strategy because I've been on a one day course and the guy said it was amazing. No, if you've worked out how to buy below market value and how to let on a single AST, stick with that. Stick with buying BMV and letting on a single AST. Don't then go, oh, but my mate Fred, he's done some developments, so I'm gonna can the whole BMV and I'm gonna start doing developments. No, because the problem is you're gonna go make a whole load of new mistakes in the developing. It's gonna slow you down. It's gonna take away your resources from the BMV sourcing. And overall, you're gonna be in a far worse off position. So this might be, if you're thinking about this and you've watched this series in order, it might sound like I'm contradicting myself because in the last episode, phase three, I was talking about diversifying your portfolio in order to mitigate risk. What I'm saying in the building phase is you want to focus 
on a strategy that's working for you. Now that doesn't mean that you stick the blinkers on and you don't worry about protecting yourself. You have absolutely have to protect yourself, but don't try and do 10 strategies at once because the metaphor is a wall of plasticine and you throw yourself against it. Well, you're not gonna get much penetration because there's the whole of your surface area of your body pressed up against the wall of plasticine. You're gonna go in like half a centimeter, right? The difference though is if you get your whole body weight and you put it behind one finger and you push your finger into the plasticine, you're gonna be able to put your whole finger into it. You're gonna get more penetration. You're gonna be better and get more success at one strategy than if you try 10 or 15. So that's the first thing in the building phase. If you've found success in the startup phase, you want to be cracking on with that success. You want to be replicating it. Rinse and repeat is the catchphrase of today in, in property circles. So rinse and repeat that strategy and keep doing it whilst keeping an eye on protecting yourself. And there's many ways you can protect yourself within one strategy. The second thing you want to be focusing on, and this is really important, is don't get greedy. And what do I mean by that? I mean doing deals that are too big for you. I've often been criticized for doing small deals and lots of them. People have said, why don't you come in on this big deal with me, Frank? Why don't you come do this development, etc." I have built my wealth on bread and butter housing. Two up, two downs, three bedroom semis, 100 grand, 120 grand, nothing at all exciting. I've just picked them up at 25% below market value. I've rented them out. They've maybe 100 quid a month, 200 quid a month. But when you build lots of those, when you buy lots of them, it starts to add up. It starts to create real wealth. But it's boring and it's small. And do you know why I've built a decent sized portfolio? It's because I've not bet the farm on a massive deal. Because if you bet the farm, i.e. you know, you bite off more than you can chew, the chances are at some point, you're gonna come unstuck and you can lose the lot. So only do deals that you can afford for them to go wrong. So think about a 100 grand house that you buy at 75 and you think you're gonna spend five grand on it and you're gonna have 20 grand equity. If you stuff up and you have to spend 20 grand on it and then you can't rent it out for three years because there's some kind of prohibition order or there's a covenant that was broken that you were unaware of, are you okay with that? Well, a 100 grand property with a 75 grand mortgage is probably gonna cost you 250 quid a month in interest. Most people in property can cover 250 quid a month. Most people in property who expect to do a five grand refurb can chuck in an extra 15 if it needs it. But if you multiply those figures by 10, all of a sudden you might be at numbers that you can't cover. I've got a, a gentleman that phoned me recently. He's got a, a deal that's costing him £20,000 a month and it's overrun by two years to date. It was supposed to be one year and it's now in its third year. 20K a month. Try going down Asda and get a few extra shifts stacking shelves to cover 20 grand a month. You can't. And so unless you're already playing at that level, you're gonna come unstuck from doing that big deal prematurely. And if you haven't played the game by Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it's called Cash Flow. There's small deals and there's big deals. And one of the biggest mistakes you can make is going for the big deals too early because you can't do them. You don't have enough resource. And that's, he's trying to teach in that game 
do small deals, build wealth from small deals, and then move on to the big deals. So that's my second tip. My third tip is enjoy the journey. Enjoy your successes. If you've just bought a house that's 100 grand for 75, take your missus out for a meal to celebrate. Buy yourself a bottle of champagne because that's a success. And do you know what? If you do another one next month and another one the month after, celebrate them all because they're all successes. Walk your kids around them. Give them keys to the house and say, you know, this is your first investment. This is going to be in your inheritance. Or teach them how to do a viewing with tenants and let them see the excitement on a tenant's face when you give them a home. Bring them a bottle of wine and some flowers so they can celebrate their new home. Enjoy the journey because I see so many investors get real success that 12 months before they wouldn't have dreamt they could do. And instead of being over the moon and taking a couple of days off celebrating, they're beating themselves up because that was only the third deal that quarter and they set themselves the goal of four. Really important guys to celebrate your wins and not keep pushing the bar higher and higher. I once heard an interview from an author and he'd, he'd for like 10 years not sold a book and he drank um, instant coffee every morning, sat at his, his laptop and wrote his book. And then he got a, an international bestseller and he had the money flowing in. And the interview was like, the interviewer was saying, what was the difference? And he said, you know what? For the first three days, I loved it because I got myself a proper coffee machine. I had this beautiful, freshly ground coffee. And I really enjoyed how much nicer that was than um, uh, drinking my instant coffee. And the interviewer said, well, why only for three days? What happened afterwards? And the author said, well, on day four, it was just normal coffee. I'd got used to it. And as human beings, that's what we do. We get used to it. We get used to our increased wealth. We get used to our increased success. But the problem with that is we stop celebrating those successes. So my final tip, the really simple one, enjoy the journey. Think to yourself, if I lost everything tomorrow, am I pleased with the journey I've just had? The last five years, the last 10 years. Have I enjoyed myself enough? Have I invested in my relationships enough? Have I looked after myself enough? Because if you can say yes to all those answers, you're not, of course, you're gonna be disappointed you've lost everything and you've got to start again. But the number of people I come across, especially um, when interest rates are going up or especially when house prices are dropping, who have really worked themselves to the bone over five or 10 years and then they lose it and it's at that point that they get really upset because they've sacrificed everything. So my, my suggestion, guys, is don't sacrifice everything. Stay in balance. Stay in that equilibrium where you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your education, you're investing in your health, you're investing in your relationships. You're getting balance and then you'll enjoy your investing. Now, this is the fourth and final episode in our series on the four phases of your property business. And this will be the shortest of all of them actually, because this is the phase that is most taught, most focused upon, and by, by all trainers if I'm honest, but also in EPP, it's the phase that we've got systemized the most because getting going is actually the easiest thing to do. Loads of people, can get going <laughs> and if you're sat there and you haven't got going yet and by getting started that phase the starting phase I'm talking about doing your first five deals your first three four five deals so if you haven't done that then 
I'm gonna give you two tips. Two tips in this video for how to get started. You obviously need to have a strategy. You obviously need a business plan to be following. You need to be marketing for deals in the right locations. You've got to have your geography right. You've got to have resources, the correct resources for your strategy. So you've got to have the time requirement for your strategy and your location. You've got to have the money if, if you're going for a strategy that requires money, etc. etc. So all that to one side, and to be fair, many people don't have that. Many people pick the wrong area, they have the wrong level of resources, they've been on a one-day, three-day course, and they think they can make a million quid over the next three weeks by doing one hour an evening. Um, that kind of misconception is quite common. But if you've got that to one side, you've got that sorted, my two biggest tips are the first one is to stay above the line. Now that comes from an action coach educational concept where we talk about being above the line, having ownership, accountability, and taking responsibility for your situation. So if things aren't going well, then owning that, being 100% accountable to yourself for those results. And when you're above the line, so when you're taking ownership, responsibility, and making yourself accountable for your results, it's really easy to do something about it. The opposite to being above the line is being below the line. And this is where I see a lot of novice investors. So when you're below the line, you're blaming things about you. You're denying that there's a, there's a problem. You're denying that that there's something wrong with what's happening for you and you're making excuses. So blame, denial and excuses are what lives below the line. And I see lots of novice investors saying, well, you know, you can't do BNV at the moment because we've seen 10% capital growth over the last year. Says who? We've got loads of BNV deals going through at the moment. In fact, just on Tuesday, we had a, a monthly train down Tuesday, we had six, seven partners stand up and describe deals they're doing at the moment. One of those deals was an £830,000 discount that they're getting some uh, some properties at. £830,000 discount. And yet, you see people on Facebook, you know, experts saying, well, you can't do BMV because the market's too hot. Or you can't do BMV down in the southeast. Those That, that particular deal was in the southeast. It's, it's hilarious, isn't it? And so you've got blame, denial and excuses. So the first tip when getting started is get above the line. If you have been trying to invest in property for the last 10 years, eight years, five years, three years, but haven't done any deals yet, is it the market? Is it the rubbish mentor you had? Is it really you didn't have enough money? Or is it perhaps your mental attitude? your um, actions over that period of time? Is it perhaps something about you? Perhaps your skill set isn't strong enough. Perhaps you're not good enough in front of a vendor. Perhaps you need to improve on your communication, etc. So being above and below the line is really important. The second tip I have for you, if you're starting out, and I've just touched on it just now, it's take action. Take massive 
action because if you're taking action it's like throwing mud at the wall and you will some of that mud will stick and you'll start to get some results you'll start to get some momentum i um, had a meeting with someone yesterday a, a partner who has not had the smoothest start to their franchise and they gave me some stats and the stats were something like um this many letters has led to only this many um telephone fact finds and i'll share the numbers with you i think it's 500 letters had led to 18 telephone fact finds which had led to one help visit and the insinuation the the complaint the the feedback was so it hasn't really worked very well now i looked at those numbers and because we track numbers on the partnership i actually know that those were above average numbers that is better than the average partners getting but it hasn't led to a deal because you can't expect a hundred percent conversion on your first ever help visit first time you ever meet a vendor but to write 500 letters and get 18 of them phone you is amazing that's absolutely amazing and then to speak to 18 and go and visit one is also pretty good not as amazing but pretty good so to turn help visits into signed done deals as a new partner it's probably going to be a 33 25% conversion rate something like that so all that needed to happen was that particular partner needed to just deliver an extra 1500 letters and then she's going to get another three help visits probably do a deal not definitely of course but equally could possibly do two deals and so my top two tips are stay above the line take massive action and if you take massive action if you throw enough mud against the wall some of that action loads of it's going to be in error because you're learning you're starting out you're going to make loads of phone calls and get them wrong you're going to deliver letters to the wrong properties you're going to say the wrong things all that's to be expected that's part of learning but if you give up because you don't get instant success you're never going to get to the building phase whereas those people that take massive action normally because they've got a really good incentive often people that are really successful have their backs against the wall and need to make it work or the opposite they're really hungry for success really really hungry not just oh yeah it'd be nice if i could quit my job really really hungry for success and if you get one or the other of those two motivators ideally both often those people will take massive action they will have the right mindset they'll be above the line and then then they are very very likely to be successful those are my top two tips there's tons of education on this youtube channel about the mechanics of getting your first few deals but if i'm honest these four phases of your business that's the easiest bit getting up to speed with your property investing where you are doing a deal every three months a deal every two months a deal a month some of our franchisees are doing a deal a month is not hard that's not hard the message from this series of videos is to focus on phase two phase three and phase four because that is where people come unstuck i hope you've enjoyed this series guys i will see you on an episode soon if you've enjoyed this series please do share the the episodes with those that might like to learn might get benefit from them if you haven't done so already please hit the like button hit the subscribe button 
And until next time, happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.